0: And welcome to Bygones, the Ally McBeal rewatch podcast. I'm Laura Jane Parker, and I'm Eleanor Parker, and we rewatch every episode of Ally McBeal through 2020 eyes for the last time. Yeah, and 2020 As in last time through 2020 eyes. Yeah, not but... the last
1: time. But 2020 yeah. has just given us a win, the first win. I know. Of, the like, first win. The first win of 2020 in November. <laughs> Trump has lost. The election, I know,
0: literally just before literally just episode out. this episode, we found out that Biden has won the presidency. They have officially Whoa! called it and we couldn't be happier about it. Oh. Yes. yes, it's so good. Oh my God. Such a relief.
1: Oh, so it is like relief is the, the, the yeah, the feeling just like oh, can breathe. Yeah. yeah, I just think like. Wow.
0: I think it's, um, for some American people, they find it a bit bemusing how people in other countries are so invested in an election that's just theirs. But um, probably because they're not at all invested in elections <laughs> that happen in our country. But I don't think it can be stressed like how... Influential. ...much of an impact it has on the political climate elsewhere. Um, yeah, And also we get, it's reported on in this country the same as the uk election like it's wall-to-wall news coverage it's like um we can't escape it
1: (laughs) yeah you know america is a world power what they do impacts the rest of the world, so if you've got a megalomaniac yes. in charge, that's going <laughs> to affect everyone,
0: <laughs> and it does. Like, you see, like, um, that you know, every all of the kind of leave campaign for Brexit was all influenced by Trump, Trumpism, um, yeah, um, tr- you know, rhetoric, and you know, they leveraged it. And you know, you see Nigel Farage. And Trump trying to claim that they're best buddies I mean who knows but it's just you know it's all interconnected so it definitely
1: is yeah
0: um, it's just yeah it's a massive relief I think the rest of the world is like well done America yeah you
1: did did it (laughs) congratulations we're very Um, happy for you
0: yeah I'm just sad that I can't I really I haven't missed alcohol a lot in my pregnancy
1: but today (laughs) Today. I really want to have a
0: have a yeah, drink, but, I, I
1: thought yeah. I'd, you know, I've got myself a coffee for for this. <laughs> Whoa, well, push the boat out! <laughs> I will be, I will be cracking open the alcohol later. I just didn't want to rub your face in
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Russ has already gone to get alcohol for himself.
1: And um, oh. I was like, what can I have? He's uh, like, he was like, is he water, <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's like, oh, okay. Bless you. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking getting pregnant in an election year. That's just Fool. stupid. Fool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah, great news.
1: And Fantastic. I'm really happy. We're really happy and relieved. And yes, it's finally, a ray of hope. A ray of hope.
0: I just feel like so much lighter which is really hard for a pregnant person
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's an achievement <laughs> yeah they've really you know really done something, something. Something good there. yeah um, and also so, yeah, we've got like the first female vice president like that i know amazing it's so... i know so cool. And,
0: and uh, a woman of colour as well.
1: Exactly. Like, she's black and she's Asian, isn't she?
0: Yeah. She's yeah. Uh, like, um, a mixed race. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just... That is incredibly... It's amazing. It's so cool. Like, uh, what an inspiration in terms of... I think of she's
0: definitely going to run for president in 2024. Oh, uh,
1: well, um, I mean... That would be fucking amazing. It'd be it would be amazing. Yeah. If, it'd be if great. That that happened. I just oh, yeah, Yeah. Beaming. Good, yeah. good stuff. I mean
0: what The world how? has given us something good. At mean... <laughs> just something. <laughs> Who'd just have a thought? little nugget. <laughs>
1: Who'd have thought? <laughs> I know. I know. I I mean I just who who could have seen this coming? I couldn't. Like, not me. Uh, not me. Sure. Not me. Um and for it to coincide with Ali McBeal the musical almost. Yes. Yes, that's what we're
0: here to talk about. Ali McBeal it feels the musical very almost
1: suitable, doesn't it? It feels very yeah, celebratory. appropriate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm just like um, this is, this is great timing. Yeah. So today we are going to be talking about season 3 episode 21 the finale of season three, *Ali McBeal, mm-hmm. the musical, almost. Comma, almost. Comma, almost. <laughs> yes. I've
0: been excited for this one. Like a musical episode, yeah. season finale. I could not fucking remember this
1: episode. Oh, so I could. I remember I the songs. was just like, I am interested because obviously *Ali McBeal is a really musical show anyway. So I was really yeah. interested into sort of how they were going to do this. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was intrigued. Um, yes. So, Ali McBeal the musical almost first aired twenty second of May two thousand. We interrupt this program for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the naughties the other decade more problematic than it looks. K number one is artist sister's Madison Avenue.
0: Oh, don't call me baby. you,
1: you got, got some loving baby that I'll never do. You know I don't belong to you. It's time you were not, not love, baby. baby. I belong to me, so don't call me, so don't me, call me, me baby. baby. Yeah,
0: that's it yeah. <laughs> I like you that song. I remember that coming
1: out and me, don't give me something really cool <laughs> And you <laughs> I don't have a girl go world, to go world. <laughs> Don't think that
0: I'm not cool i the one to carry Don't underestimate me Boy, I'll make you sorry <laughs> you, were born. you don't know me so The way you really, really do It's your misunderstandings
1: don't, don't call me Blah, <laughs>
0: That's great. Oh, my baby just kicked me. I it's because I was moving around too much.
1: It's like, will you shut up? I'm trying, to sleep. Christ. It's constant. She doesn't it's shut like, up. like, also, don't call me baby. <laughs> I'm a big
0: boy. I'm a big kid now. <laughs>
1: Yes, exactly. Oh my Uh, God, that's hilarious. Okay, and (laughs) verse number one. Good song. We're ending on Santana again with Maria Maria. can we just have like an honourable mention for
0: hardest working guitarist of done, Santana. Santana.
1: Well done. You really smashed it out the park. (laughs) Really hit, hit that, yeah, just like consistent hits um all through (laughs) 99 into 2000 like
0: congrats what a guy what a what a guy
1: (laughs) 24th of may mission impossible 2 is released oh
0: the classic (laughs) we (laughs) have this on dvd yeah Yeah. is it the first dvd we ever got
1: i I think it it is because i have a vivid memory of um dad getting do you remember when the lounge was like directly underneath what was my bedroom yes before it was in the place where it is now do you remember
0: oh in our current house i was thinking about the previous house where we first were
1: no in the house that our parents live in now yes i remember do remember when the when it was, was like directly room. underneath yeah, yeah, our bed- do, my yeah. bedroom i do um I remember (laughs) being in my room and suddenly like... The, the floor and the um, walls felt like they were, like, shaking and, like, reverberating. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, it's, like, an earthquake. And I run downstairs <laughs> and Dad's got, like, the surround sound system cranked up to, like, 11 or however high it went. <laughs> and, like, had put Mission Impossible 2, like, the first I... DVD we ever owned, like, in there, like, to to check out how good the surround sound <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> It's pretty good! that's oh, turn it down! <laughs> I genuinely, I've never felt any I was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> 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 panic Aww. panic. May 24th, same day. Well, this is a mm-hmm. lot of things that happen on 24th. But um, oh, it's our parents'
0: wedding anniversary
1: for a start. <laughs> oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Um <laughs> So also, 50 twenty years. Cent, Fifty Cent is shot nine times no, 30 in Queens. Years. sorry, I'm. Confused. What? I was <laughs> trying to remember how many
0: years married they'd have been at that point. Twenty years. Twenty years married. Twenty yeah. years. Okay, so on our
1: parents' twentieth wedding <laughs> <Sorry>. anniversary, Fifty <laughs> yeah. Cent is shot yes. nine times in Queens. After oh, spending no. time in hospital, he returns to recording and performing.
0: Oh, like the
1: good rapper he is. Like the, you know, consummate professional he is. Um,
0: that where he uh, started recording um You're from me in the club. Not the hospital,
1: <laughs> I Don't know the club. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I yeah. don't know
1: either. <laughs> um, on the 24th oh no! Forget
0: actually. <laughs> one of the funniest things our brothers talking about Fifty Cent. One of the funniest jokes our brothers ever made. <laughs> it oh. was Dan when um, I think I phoned from uni to be like, his mum and dad there?" And they'd gone to like the Working Man's Club for the quiz, and Dan went, "You'll find them in the club," <laughs> 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 which is amazing. That's
1: amazing. Yeah. Oh, God, I want, like, a parody <laughs> video, like, done in a workman's <laughs> club, like, <Yeah. laughs> ASAP. Um, okay, also on the 24th of May, the third season finale of Dawson's Creek, entitled... you mean
0: Annie McBeal? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> the third season finale of Dawson's Creek, entitled True Love... Um, airs, right. And the episode features the first male gay kiss on US yes. primetime television, which yes, has been Jack. called A Milestone in the Timeline of Gay Representation in Pop Culture.
0: Yes, I remember that. I know Jack and... Oh, God. It was Jack and... <sighs> someone... <laughs> He, uh, I can't remember his the guy who kisses, but yeah, I used to watch remember the quite avidly. Um but yeah, Jack uh played by Kerr Smith. Oh yeah. Um yeah, that that I remember that and remember that being a really big deal and being like,
1: yeah, representation. So yeah, that was great.
0: <laughs> um yeah.
1: and lastly I've got on the 29th of May. Michael Jackson and Mariah Carey are named the best-selling male and female artists of the millennium at the World oh my Music God. Awards in Monaco.
0: I'm not surprised about Michael Jackson, but no. I didn't realize Mariah Carey. I mean, I know she's amazing, obviously I love her, but um she I didn't realize that she would have I would have thought someone like Madonna or, but good for her.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well done,
0: Mariah Carey. Oh, it must be, it must be the Christmas single, right? say Every Christmas,
1: people. you must yeah. make money off of that. Like I yeah. actually saw someone refer to Christmas. Christmas really as, put her on the map. Well, <laughs> I actually saw someone on Twitter refer to Christmas as Mariah Carey season. <laughs> it is. It
0: totally is have you not seen that um, every like November 1st she does a funny well this year certainly I think she's done it before but she did a November 1st she did a funny video where it was like all spooky after Halloween and then like this hand goes up the stairs and then it opens the door and she's in there and she's like um, get ready or something like because <laughs> she's all Christmassy and it's like it's November 1st it's now Christmas as far as Mariah Carey's concerned there's also an amazing super cut that I love that's basically her over the years every time she said the word festive which is a lot she's like I'm just so festive like I really love being festive and my best thing in the world is when I'm festive like I am the queen of festive, festive. isn't that so festive <laughs> it's like everything's festive
1: and um, it's so good I'll have to send that oh, to you that's amazing yeah definitely but yeah
0: that's uh that's what I've got Perfect. Well, let's crack on with this almost musical. Um, so I don't know if you know, but none of these songs, I don't think any of the songs that are in this um, episode are original songs written for the show. They're, um, most of them are existing Randy Newman numbers. Um, certainly, when I look them up on Spotify, they appear on other Randy Newman albums, which is what is leading me to think that they were from his back catalogue and him and Vonda went through and were like, which ones shall we we choose? Cool. So that's just a little bit of background. Um, So we open in Ali's apartment and Vonda is playing our first Randy Newman song, which is uh, a song called Falling in Love, just on the soundtrack. And Ali is introducing Brian... To her parents, and there's almost like, uh, well, we get the impression that Ali's dad, George, is not super into it, <laughs> as in he's not being particularly friendly. We get these like growling sound effects from him, he doesn't look, he looks kind of frosty. Yes, Ali's mum is like all smiles, he's just like frowning, and as she's introducing, being a bit of a um, grumpus. Brian, Yeah, but then Ali like starts to fill this kind of awkward silence by rambling about like literally nothing like things about like the restaurant and how they don't want to be late and but they won't run out of food and oh look my coat is here and oh let's go because I'm dying I mean I'm starving and then oh look at us we're off to dinner again four of us one two three four and then she tries to leave the apartment by going into her bedroom rather than leaving through the front (laughs) door (laughs) and generally a lot a lot (laughs) lot for Ali (laughs) it's a lot for her she's clearly having some problems with this scenario um so that's the opening scene and then we're into titles and uh, I don't know about you Eleanor but the titles for me were joyous because they're yes. different um, because it's a special musical finale episode they got everyone in the car- main cast to sing Searching My Soul um, heavily led I should add by Jane Krakowski <laughs> and the Nicole yes.
1: They're doing all <laughs> the heaviest thing in this. <laughs>
0: um but they had like new titles um which were like lots of clips of the song and dancing that they've done from old episodes into yes. cut with this like new footage of everyone in a line singing Searching My Soul which I really enjoyed it was nice to be like you remember all those things they've done on the musical front before like this fits yes um, so it's it was very good. fun yeah it's good yeah so after titles, um, John is at a therapy session with replacement Tracy. Oh, I miss Tracy so much. Um, who is telling him um, that um, you know haven't ha- don't don't you go through something like this every time you have a birthday? So it's John's birthday time again. Once again, he's down because he again feels like he's got nothing to show for turning thirty six. <laughs> <laughs> sure pal 36 um he's saying you know i've got no family to speak of and his therapist is like yeah but you've got friends like aren't they throwing you a big party and john's like yeah elaine is organizing it but she only does it so that she can do a number she'd tap dance on my head if there was applause in it it was funny um and he thinks basically that all his friends work for him and all he does all day is walk around muttering balls 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 and he thinks he's just become this little curmudgeon toad and the worst part is that it, it suits him um so next we see how Nell is doing after the explosive events of last episode yeah. and she is at hope's office and she's telling hope that actually she's really regretting leaving Cajun fish and she didn't actually want to leave. And Hope's a bit like, well, don't you think starting your own practice and stealing files was probably the wrong thing to do then? Um, and I was like, yeah, well, I thought I wanted out, but actually I just wanted to punish the dweeb, which she means John. Um, and Hope's like, well, OK, well, I could probably talk Richard into letting you come back. And I was like, did you guys have sex again um and Hope's like no 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 I just let him go down on my button and I was like I do not need the reminder of what happened at the end please save us nobody (laughs) needs that um but Nell's complaining that she she's like oh I just don't know what I did to deserve this isolation and then Hope is like hun you screwed your friends over like Like, but don't know why this is a mystery you have no
1: inkling whatsoever
0: as to why this has (laughs) happened (laughs) (laughs) and then Nell goes yeah but even so my life hasn't been so charmed I've had it pretty rough and then she starts telling Hope why her life hasn't been charmed or whatever um but we don't hear the dialogue of that because what we do hear is uh the voice of Renee starts to sing a song which is another Randy Newman song called The Blues um, and I assume, you know, Nell's rambling on to hope about her traumatic childhood where her parents got divorced divorced, and she had, you know, she was only left with a teddy bear or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, all we hear is Renee singing this song called The Blues and then we cut back
1: to John. <laughs> like, what? like, My parents got divorced and all I got was a stupid teddy bear.
0: Well, do you remember when she did that stupid sob story that came out of nowhere? Anyway... Yes. <laughs> Renee's singing the blues um, over the footage of, of Nell talking to Hope. And then we cut back to John talking to his therapist. And then we go to Renee singing and performing that song at the bar, which Georgia, Mark, Ling, Elaine and Richard are watching. And I don't know if you know or knew or remembered the song, but it's... no. Um, oh, I, I really like it. It's like, she's got the blues. This girl... She's got the blues. Yes, I did like it. You can sing. You can
1: sing. You got the blues. I'm thinking we're gonna. I'm thinking we're gonna input a lot of musical stuff into this episode. All right, Eleanor, you can just say, (laughs) "Don't sing." I'm just it's just a thought that's occurred to me uh I think we should really just insert I learned I learned all the numbers for this I can't believe you've
0: just taken this away from me I think my nephew will agree (laughs) I don't know he's too young to speak yet um but anyway uh yeah so this song that Renee's singing kind of ends up turning into a sort of duet because then Nell kind of sing talks to Hope and then we get John doing a verse singing to his therapist and then it ends with them kind of it's intercut with Renée's performance in the middle in like a split screen hmm. I So bottom line is, Nell and John have the blues.
1: (laughs) They're both (laughs) sad. Um, Question, do you know if Nell's singing voice is actually Portia de Rossi's singing voice?
0: I think it is, um, based on the fact that it's not that great. (laughs) 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 Like hers and John's and, um, you know, all the people that are actors rather than singers they're a little rough around the edges voice wise and I think they kept them
1: because I have a distinct memory of an episode and maybe I've made this up in my head but an episode later where there's a whole thing that occurs around the fact that Nell can't sing and like really can't sing well Um, I mean
0: but um (laughs) but a this is like suspension of disbelief like she's not actually singing Yes,
1: Hope. yeah it's that musical logic that this isn't yeah. really happening yeah yeah uh, but
0: b um i think you can have this happen and then in the kind of i guess more straight reality of the show have Nell the character have a terrible voice
1: yes i agree i agree yeah
0: um so so ali has managed to make it to dinner with Brian and her parents. And she's still rambling because she's really nervous. Um, and she asks if she mentioned that Brian was a lawyer too. And her dad's like, uh, not, in, not in the last five minutes. And Ali's like, oh, ha, 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 isn't he funny? Ah, like all awkward and nervous. And her mum's like, yeah, he's a, he's a stitch. And this just like, looks like the most awkward meeting I mean, of the parents of all time. And I feel like Ali's the one making it more awkward. Yeah. I do too. More so than George. Calm down,
1: woman. Like, seriously, chill out.
0: But, like, I feel more so than George because George is yeah, George isn't necessarily the warmest person in the world, but he is making conversation with yes. Brian. I don't yeah. I don't see what the issue is, but she's suddenly, she's got it in her head that everything's really awkward and she's therefore rambling. Um, and yeah, her mum's like, yeah, like your dad's a stitch. And, and Ali's like, ah, ha, ha, that's funny too. I guess I have two funny parents. Who knew? And her mum's like, just relax. Like, it's fine. And George is like, so Brian, what kind of law do you practice? And Ali's like, <laughs> like laughing manically. <laughs> um, oh my god! And at this, Brian also tries humour because he's like, "Oh, this is my fault. It's the drugs interacting with the wine. I slipped a little something in to loosen her up for later." And I was like,
1: oh my, oh "Brian, my god.
0: that's not a funny joke. This is not parent-appropriate joke." <laughs> <laughs> but Ali laughs so hard that she starts choking, and then she bits out this bit of bread which just smacks George in the forehead (laughs) and (laughs) Ali's mum has to like pick it off um and Brian's like uh yeah so back to that question that you asked before this happened um I do mostly litigation um but I'm trying to get into corporate because litigation has too much acrimony. And George was like, oh no, corporate is boring. I thought the English liked acrimony. You always see them screaming in parliament. I watch it on cable. It's ridiculous. And I was like, yes, I know George is ridiculous. (laughs) He's not wrong. (laughs) No. And Brian goes, oh, we just do that to entertain Americans when they can't watch wrestling. And then the waiter comes over and George is like... um, Well, he says, do you want to see the specials? And George is like, well, actually, I'm still waiting for my drink. Were you just kidding when you took our drink? (laughs) Which I thought was funny. Um, It's a little rude. Um, But then the waiter goes off to the waiter's like, I will go check on that. Uh, And he leaves. And then Ali then hears in her head the opening bars of... I will survive. And she's understandably concerned that she's got that case of the glorious again. (laughs) She starts looking under the table and everyone's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I thought there was a disco queen under the table. Even I'm funny. I guess it comes from having two funny parents. And the waiter who has come back from the drinks then starts singing this song, uh, which is another Randy Newman song called Relax, Enjoy Yourself
1: relax enjoy yourself
0: it's only a
1: glorious game
0: um, but Ali is imagining it because she shakes her head and he's just like handing the drinks out like normal serving but then the next second he's singing the song again and then Brian and her parents enjoy join it. in
1: fruit trees growing in and open the field And wild roses blooming Down the country lane. Look around, oh
0: chum Slow it down, oh chum Or you never will succeed
1: You, never will succeed. Never, you will succeed. never will
0: succeed And Ali's like trying to shake off this daydream and she puts her head on the table and her mum's like what's wrong? Like, aside from your father, the stitch. And Ali's like, I'm just a bit nervous, I guess. And then her dad is like, stop acting like a teenager. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, maybe more people should say that to Ali. I don't know. um but at this Ali imagines um a young Ali who stands behind George at the table and sings this line which is not part of relax enjoy yourself as far as I know although I could be wrong I don't think I've ever listened to the whole song but she goes
1: it must be very trying to be bad all the time vicious Perhaps when you were little They held you in their arms And told you that they loved you
0: very much And then Annie looks like she's about to cry And then she blinks And then everyone in the, in the restaurant goes in for this chorus of Relax, enjoy
1: yourself It's
0: all
1: just a wonderful game
0: And then Ali just gets up and walks out because she's like,
1: "Nope, I'm, not with I'm out." I thought that was a really odd moment in terms of throwing that bit in that isn't part of that song. That's Young Ali, um, yeah, singing those particular words to her father. Because I'm just like, all we've been told of like Ali's relationship with her father is that it's actually a very positive relationship and it always has been in terms of we never got the impression i mean there are problematic elements about her relationship with her father that we will get onto um yep. in this episode cuz yikes but but uh, we've never had any hints that he's been cruel or vicious well...
0: But don't you remember that since Ali was little, she's learned that her dad was cheating, had this affair with her mum that she's not forgiven. She's still mad about it. And I wonder whether this is adult Ali projecting back onto child <sighs> Ali, fantasy child Ali. It is weird. I know. I and as far as I know, I've Googled, to... I've Googled those words. Cause I was like, are these part of the actual song? Cause it, a very different tone. Yeah. So, relax. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah. um, so I googled them and they're not anything. I think, they're, they're, if anything, this is the one bit of the musical that is well, written that makes, for like, the show.
1: Re- really no fucking sense to me because I know those are not the words I would use to describe anything that her father has done to her. Like, he, well, has, not yeah, but she, he she's has not been cruel. She's feeling it. But, but do you not remember? She's got this very
0: warped reaction to her dad cheating on her mum like 20 years ago. She's taken it as a slight on everything that she believes, and therefore he did the damage to her as well, even though it's nothing to do with her. She didn't know about it when she was a kid, it's not impacted her in any way. But she's. She's perceiving it as though it has, like, it's ruined. No,
1: that was that was the affair she had with. uh, That's the affair her mum had when she was a kid. But don't
0: no, but don't forget, like, her mum had. They both had retaliatory affairs.
1: Yeah, but he only had his affair after Ali had left. Because that was the whole point was that he yeah I know yeah but that's
0: what I'm saying that's what I'm saying it shouldn't have impacted her in In any way way, but she has felt it as though it does have an impact on her which I think is warped but that's how she's
1: dealt that's how
0: she's she's absorbed it um, which is bizarre and I think we'll go on to I mean yeah this whole episode all of the stuff with her parents I'm like. Fuck. The
1: fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> but Not we'll come on to that. At all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll come on to that. But yeah, but I think in the context of Ali's twisted reaction to stuff that happened
1: You think it's at a time that, that shouldn't
0: impact which, Yeah, I think it is.
1: Oh gosh. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I found it really confusing because I was like I could understand this being a line if your father was abusive in some way to you, but he's not.
0: (laughs) I know. It's weird. But also I find it weird that, well, we'll come on to this in a minute, but I find it weird that she's so mad at George for ruining the uh, evening when I I don't think he did. I think think she
1: did. Like you say, I think he was a little bit chilly and I think But that's he, normal. No he doesn't know Brian. Well, <laughs> no, I think I don't think it's normal. I think he was a little bit I'd say he was like their repartee was kind of had a passive aggressive tone um, yeah, yeah. that he but Brian kind of instigated. Te- sure.
0: Uh, but sometimes but that's, that's just the worst. like worse. Like it wasn't. That's like, dads, sometimes that's dads of people for you and, and also Brian was fine with it. Brian was taking it all in his stride. He in his was stride, like yes,
1: he, he was I, I don't need help. with help. Okay. Like, yeah.
0: This is fine. Like if Brian was like crumbling and falling to pieces, and Ali felt that, you know, she had to step in and do something to save
1: Brian. Yes. Yeah. Like,
0: but she was just she just needed to let it go and just let it play out and be like, Yeah, it's fine. It's it's not necessarily the most lubricated of conversation, but it would have been fine if yeah. she hadn't been all weird yeah but anyway so yeah so the next morning the very next scene um is the next morning and george has come to visit ali at work and she's really mad at him like i've said because she perceives that it he made the evening really lousy by shit conversation and just being quite pass ag and the evening tanked and it was his fault and then she goes I'm 30 now I'm not 16 so I don't actually need your approval to like a guy and then George is like, well, just because you're 30 doesn't mean you can talk to me like that. And I was a bit like, why not? Like, if you <laughs> wanted to stop acting like a teenager, stop
1: treating her like one.
0: Yeah. Like stop saying you things like, to
1: pull you can't talk to me. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You can't um, You can't want your child to act like an adult and then when they treat you like an adult on equal footing, be like, How dare you speak to me okay. like that? I always find that like, weird when well we parents are. do that. <laughs>
0: Like, she wasn't being abusive to him. She was just like, I'm mad at you. This is why. Yeah. Leave me alone. You know, she didn't swear at him. She wasn't disrespectful, I don't think, but George didn't seem to agree. But anyway, Ali asks why he wasn't at the funeral, like Billy's funeral. Um, So this is another thing that she's mad at him about. And he says it's because he was in London, uh, presumably for work. Um, And Ali is like, well... It was really nice having dinner with your dad, but I'm going to go and have lunch with the man in my life. And then she storms out. And I was Which like, is not this you. is weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not into Ali and her dad's relationship. I find it bizarre. Like, yeah. Even it's... for a daddy's little girl. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's <laughs>
1: creepy in its codependency, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So next we pick up with John and Richard and Richard is telling John that he's going to go and see Nell. Um, And John's still really mad at her and he can't believe that Richard isn't. Um, And Richard's like, look, I'm not going to have her back if you don't approve. And John's like, I just, I just hate her. I hate her. And Richard is surprised because he says he doesn't think he's ever heard John use that word before. Like he didn't think he had the capacity to hate and John's like well you were wrong and Richard goes well before she left you were saying some pretty horrible things to her and about her and John's like she dumped me while I was wedged in an elevator in public in front of the whole office and I'm like yeah but also you're the the senior (laughs) partner like you have the power in this relationship you
1: can't just i'm just like uh, uh, get over it john (laughs) yeah put on your big boy pants
0: but the whole point is if he's the senior partner and they break up like him saying the horrible things that he says to her have extra meaning, yeah, of because he's the senior partner. Yeah, so he can't just go around acting like a, a you know a hard done by kid as you would do perhaps with another acrimonious breakup that had nothing to do with work. Mm. Like you can bitch about the people you've broken up with if you're not also currently employing them. Like yes. that's different. That do you know is, what I mean? Yeah, exactly.
1: And that seems to be, or the... at least
0: keep it out of the office. Like, yeah
1: but be John, a grown up. John is like not emotionally mature at all. No. So
0: then he's like I never told anybody this but when I was 5 or 6 I was fat. <laughs> I'm like rotund.
1: <laughs> he always does this. He always has a story. I'm like, what we should have been doing from the very start is (laughs) writing down all his little stories and just seeing whether they make any fucking sense. Like cohesive sense. Like, do they contradict each other? Because I bet they fucking do if we did that. Because half of these aren't fucking
0: real. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> well, of course they're not. And he says he got teased by the other kids for being rotund. Um, and they convinced him at the local carnival to be in a booth where people would guess his weight to win a teddy bear. And they would sing a song that John can still remember. And then John sings Johnny the Fat Boy, which is a version of a Randy song called Davey the Fat
1: Boy. Johnny the Fat Boy johnny the fat boy isn't he round isn't he round what does he weigh folks can you guess what he weighs no it's only a quarter
0: Johnny the fat boy. <laughs> Can you guess what he weighs? What do you think? Isn't he round? <laughs> do you think? Can I just say, whenever I've seen it, you know, I wouldn't ever do this these days because I'm a more evolved, but as a kid, when we were taught that fat kids were something to laugh at, I would never go like,
1: isn't he round? Like that's all I would say. <laughs> Book. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but I just, like, i'd be
0: more likely to say that kid's got bosoms, <laughs> <laughs> which is a simpsons quote <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I swear i don't know about you i could not tell whether this was supposed to be a funny moment or a poignant moment? Because I cracked the fuck up. I thought it was so fucking funny. Like... The,
0: because the way I don't think it is meant to be funny. You don't think it is? Because that's the No, thing. because it's so like... Like... It's like... Johnny the... Like, and then and then the very the very next like bit of the scene is serious so i'm just like why would you have like a commit a big comedic That's number true. into a serious t- like it just seemed like they don't normally do that but it was I just think.
1: like so ridiculous like i just it laughed was my head off during this bit
0: I think what happened is they were planning the songs for the musical episode from Randy's back catalogue. And then they were like, how can we make these fit into a storyline? Yes. And they were like, I know, we'll just have John sing about how he was fat once. And then now will come in. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Anyway, John sings this song and that is um he says that that is when he made up his mind that he, a he would not be fat, but b that there were limits to how much ridicule he would endure. And Nell cross the line.
1: I'd like to throw in a fat phobia jingle. Oh
0: yeah. Dum dum de dum 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 dum. Fat phobia is dum dum de dum dum. Fat phobia is dum dum de dum dum. Fat phobia is dum dum de dum dum. Dum, 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 dum
1: dum. Because this annoys me when you see characters on tv be like i used to be fat but then i was mercilessly bullied for it and now i'm no longer fat
0: it's like that's what i
1: made up my mind yeah i could
0: never be fat again
1: which which yes. really drives home an idea that is repugnantly like stuck to a lot of people's psyche that shaming people and being yeah. cruel to people about their fatness is the way to make them not be fat anymore like yes, that you are doing right. them a fucking favor yeah. by bullying yeah. them you are because yeah. they, they don't realize that 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 they you're are bullying fat. it out of them yeah and therefore making their life better they, they don't know that they're fat unless i bully them horribly for it how else are they gonna know yes. that they're fat um, otherwise
0: they'll think it's okay they'll
1: and they'll be that really right. fat forever yeah and it's like, like, you might yes. exist as a fat person forever like yeah. how terrible so I am doing not only the fat person a favor but the world a favor by bullying this person I know like yeah that uh, really, really good point a narrative that is often pulled out it's very popular like you know think of like friends with fat Monica, and it's yes. always yeah, yes actors that you know conventionally the the right weight in, in inverted commas like um that oh yes but I used to be fat but then I was treated horribly for it and I knew then not to be fat
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's really uh insidious yeah not great um yeah so yeah he says that you know <sighs> Nell crossed the line and then obviously it's here that Nell arrives and she's like but what about you like you cared too much about what other people thought and what hurt me is that I cared about what you were thinking and you so fundamentally disapprove of who I am what I am and that's a lot more painful than being stuck in an elevator I promise you And John's like, can you just leave? Like, get out. I don't want you in my office. And was like, no, John, you don't want me in your life. I get that. I got it even before you did. And then she leaves.
1: I'm just kind of like, it's really hard to feel sympathy for you now when often John was disapproving of your behavior or attitudes for good reason. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, like she she held like really ugly, bigoted attitudes, and you know, yes. I'm sorry that it hurt to have someone you care about disapprove of them, but maybe that should have been a call, you know, a wake up call for for you to reevaluate your stances on a th- few things, not not a chance to just
0: double down on them, like... No, and also, it's just this victim mentality of, like, I am oppressed as an elitist. Like, <laughs> you can't accept me for who I am, which is a form of discrimination. So
1: who's the bad and guy, And who I am really is
0: someone who thinks that people who have lesser jobs are lesser. less than human. So you know and that's just who I am and uh, how dare you your like, disapproval that's so, that's so is painful
1: so much more crushing yeah <laughs> Then your like... your opinion of me is so much more damaging than my attitude towards whole swathes of people <laughs> right it's crazy. It's
0: crazy, this line of argument. And I also don't understand why she turned up. What, just to just say this and then go? Like, that's what happens. Why are you here? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> anyway, over at Ali's, Brian is um, going on a sex strike. So um, he's like, no, I'm not going to sleep with you. And Ali is like, shocked that he is rejecting her. <laughs> and Ali's like yeah I I am rejecting you under these circumstances I'm not going to bed with you just because you're angry at your dad and Ali's like that's not it I'm in the mood do I not look like I'm in the mood damn it (laughs) and Brian's like you're in a mood (laughs) and Ali's like you're a man you're supposed to take it any way you can get it Uh, and Brian's like no and Brian says well i don't want it this way and i was like this is a missed opportunity for a backstreet boys song in this musical so he could have been like i don't want it that way way. (laughs) and then ali could have been like tell me why (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but then brian suggests dancing with him and he's like i bet he'd hate that (laughs) which made me laugh and ali's like are you making fun of me cut back to John's office and Richard answers Ali by saying I'm not making fun of you I'm saying suck it up to John so it's like Richard's answered the question in a new scene that Ali asked in the last scene um, and he's basically saying to John that he should try hearing the bells and John's like balls bells I can't even hear how Barry White anymore <laughs> and Richard's like well I have my own theme song, um, and John's like, "Well, I will pay you not to sing it." <laughs> and Richard's like, "Well, actually, I've asked Elaine to sing it at the party." And John just goes, "Oh God!" and stumps onto the couch. <laughs> but Richard is like, "No, I think this song—it's—it couldn't be more appropriate for what you're going through." And then he sings a Randy song again, which is, "You can't keep a good man down." Um, and he starts singing the song, like the verse bit. And John all the way through is just like heckling him, being like, can you at least hit a note? I like,
1: fucking died <laughs> when he said that. It was
0: so Can you at least hit a note? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, seriously, Richard, you can't sing. You're tone deaf. But he just keeps singing. And then luckily we cut to Elaine for the chorus, who is practicing her number for the party with the iket. And they do this whole song dance number with their, they're wearing a suit and a hat, like a cabaret style, yes, like sexy man with like chairs and everything. And this whole number, Elaine is singing it, but we cut to Brian, who sings a bit of the verse to Ali as they dance in her apartment. And we basically end up switching between that and John and Richard dancing weirdly in the office, <laughs> Ali and Brian like doing the tango in her um, apartment and Elaine and the Iquettes singing and doing that whole routine with the chairs in the bar. <gasps>
1: The song is fun it's just it's just can Ali just please stop throwing out that shit of like oh men should always be up for it like no matter what I, when I demand it. like you're in the new millennium now Ali like time to get with the times
0: yeah excuse me
1: <laughs> also, um the <laughs> whole like You want to have sex because you had a fight with your dad. I'm just like, that is just a whole
0: Freudian
1: nightmare that I don't even want to explore. But I feel like, like, oh, this will show it. I'm going to fuck with my (laughs) friend. I'm just like, fucking hell, this is so creepy. What the fuck? I know.
0: I know.
1: Awful. So
0: when the song is over, Brian says that now he's ready to make love to her because she's kind of shaken off any of the previous emotion from being with her dad. Um, But Ali, contrary as ever, is like, and now I don't want to. And then Ali goes, a woman who will kiss on the very first date is usually a hussy. And Brian replies, and a woman who kisses on the second time out, anything but fussy. And Ali is like, because Brian knows what she's quoting, which is a line from The Music music Man. man. (laughs) I know. Um, And it's one of his favorites. And I was a bit like, oh love a man who loves a musical and can <laughs> quote it great um but ali's like yeah it's my favorite too she says she and her dad used to sing lie rose like and brian's like oh yeah dreams of la, na, 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 na. and ali's like no no, no no you're singing you're singing the girl part and brian's like oh can men not dream and she's like no you have to do the boy part which is like Light a rose, I'm home again, and, he, <laughs> and Brian's like, "Well, okay then, let's let's go to the piano." Um, and Brian plays the piano, and they both sing the song, which is quite sweet.
1: Dreamers.
0: The except as they're singing George has just shown up to the apartment and he sees them and he they haven't realized that he's come in because he's creeping in the hallway yeah um, and he sees them around the corner and he has this like flashback to when he used to sing it with her when she was little and then he just turns and leaves without them realizing that he saw them and they finish the song and it's all very nice. I mean, this uh, guy just turning up out of nowhere without knocking. Like, I just, what? yeah. Boundaries?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> like, why have you just let yourself into a apartment like a creep without <laughs> letting her know? But also, like, uh, as th- this episode is like such a Freudian nightmare. I just, I just <laughs> do not get this. I will never understand this dynamic like of like a dad or a parent being jealous of their child finding a partner. Like I, know. I find it so weird. I I just and it and it's something that is like represented like such a lot, like on and it does tend to be like American TV shows and films that this kind of dynamic. I don't really, I can't really think of British shows or films that do this. It always tends to be American ones. And I just don't don't understand it. Like, it's just not something I find very relatable at all. Because our parents were never like this.
0: (laughs) No, but. (laughs) but I don't know many people's parents who are very like that either. Like, yeah, it's odd. Well, anyway, John has decided to go and see Nell and he turns up and says, well, whatever you believe my opinion of you is, I can't see it wounding you to such depths that... And he sort of trails off and he's like, my disapproval of you only went to you. And Nell's like, being a rich bitch, ice queen, elitist, cold snob, in case you were in search of the words. And John's like, yeah, but you basically wore that like a badge when I said it. Like, why do you care how I saw you? And she's like, because I loved you. And John's like, okay, so you were wounded by someone you loved. Well, so was I. But the difference is that you did it maliciously. And I was like, well, you did too, walking around saying what you were saying. And John's like, yeah, but that was after we broke up after you dumped me in the elevator. Like that didn't come from pain. And Nell's like, yes, it did. You couldn't love me because you couldn't like me. And John's like, no, you know I loved you. And then it comes down to what I think is the crux of the matter. And Nell's like, not like you loved her. We both know how you love her and how you never loved me. So don't you dare come in here trying to compare pain And then Randy, like, starts up singing um, a song of his called I Just Want You To Hurt Like I Do, which Vonda kind of joins in with on the soundtrack as we kind of zoom out on these two troubled individuals. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, this is just, like, a summary of why their relationship was never going to work. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think, like, um, yeah, and like you say, like, this speaks to... Remember when we spoke about um, it being Ali's birthday and John getting up and singing and you being like, yeah, the look on Nell's face is like proper piss. Um, Did you
0: go back and look at that? I did.
1: I yeah. did, and I did I you read saw it that it. way? Yeah, I saw yeah. it. Yeah, the Second watch. I think I. She's must've... always
0: had a be in a bonnet about Ali. Ali, and John yeah. I
1: think I think being when in love I was watching her. when I was watching the episode for the record, I think I must just have looked down to write something as she right. was doing those expressions. Um, right. So yeah, it's really. Um, uh Yeah, I think that is ex- exactly it. She could see how much admiration and love John had for Ally, and that it in no way compared to anything he had for her.
0: And she realised she was never going to get it either. Like he just yes. doesn't... But also, Nell, like you were revealing some really ugly sides of your personality that we'd seen no, I blame David E. Kelly because we'd seen no evidence for this before. Before that. She suddenly started displaying these beliefs and things that felt really out of character, but she's now really doubled in on it. So I guess that is just her character now. Um, and, and John didn't like it. But I think those are the sorts of things you know, if my partner suddenly started saying stuff like that, I'd be like,
1: hang on a minute. Yeah, no, that's not nice. That's and not I don't I don't values... think you can be mad about that. No, I think like sharing values is like really important. And if you don't, that's gonna be a massive obstacle. But John is absolutely right in terms of like when he raised this with her. She absolutely yeah. wore it as a badge of pride. Yeah, like she, she doubled was not, down on it. She was not willing to reevaluate why someone... She was not willing to be like, huh, someone I consider to be smart, someone I, mm. I really like, someone who I admire, um, holds a very different opinion to me on, on this subject. Maybe there's some merit in what they are saying. Maybe I should reevaluate my own attitudes. There was there was none of that. Work. Or at least be open
0: to a conversation about it, right? Yeah. Rather than just being like, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about." Well, that's
1: just this how I me. feel, and you yeah. know, this is me. Like the thing get over that I it. get
0: annoyed about with the way they've done this in this storyline is the fact that it came out of nowhere. Like if we'd seen little inklings like peppered in to the character of Nell mm. from the beginning this wouldn't have felt like such a sharp like drop handbrake turn do yeah. you know what i mean like it's literally like what what where's this come from? why is Nell suddenly an asshole like
1: i mean eh? there were things that she did sometimes that were just a bit like oh come on now but they didn't feel like Massively out of keeping with the kind of norms and attitudes of the time, like it no. felt very part of that, more of her being and a product of the time she's in, um, yes. than anything else. But yeah, so so this kind of comes well, she out, she was of always
0: ambitious and she was always, um, you know, valued like status in that she wanted to be you know, get, she wanted to climb the corporate ladder. She wanted, but you can want all of those things and value those things for yourself without looking down on people who don't value those things. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Like I always got the sense with her that she valued those things, but not that she thought people that didn't were awful people not worth talking to. you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, So I, I, yeah, it was just, well, felt very as I say, like a complete 360 for her character. Mm. Not 360. 180. 180. <laughs> she turned around and she was exactly where she was before. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, bizarre. So we go back to the her in question from Nell's speech, like you love her, you'll never love me. Um, Ali, um she's back at work and I was like, hang on a minute, rewind, wait. So she gets a visit from her dad. Let's pl- let's mock up what Ali's day has been thus far (laughs) she gets a visit from her dad she (laughs) rushes home to um she had a glass of wine in her hand so she went home to drink a glass of wine (laughs) slash shag her boyfriend slash play the piano and now she's back at work
1: like what kind of a working day is this Ali (laughs) she doesn't work we've already established this (laughs) (laughs) but she's at back at the
0: office and this time and we know it's the same day because she's still talking about the dinner being last night Yes. so but you know so it's just you know just fact checking there that this has all happened on the same day (laughs) um but this time she gets a visit from her mother so and I was like goodness me three years of working at Cajun and Fish and like zero parental visits and no. now she's got like two in a matter of days. It's like Three if you count George turning up at her apartment. So it's just like, Jesus Christ. But anyway, her mum has come to um, kind of tell her off a bit because she's like, what have you done to your father? Because <laughs> I guess George has been acting out since their conversation this morning. Um, But Ali's really unapologetic. Like, well, he was an ass. So like, what do you want to do? And, but her mum's like, yeah, but he was also nervous. Like it's the first time you've ever invited us to come and meet someone like that you have in your life. And Ali's like, well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Like, why didn't, why did he try and ruin it? And her mum's like, look, as much as your father wants you to be happy, the idea of losing you, to somebody else, like someone else being your centre, it's very hard for him. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. It is so fucked up. What? I know.
1: I know. (laughs) It's like, literally, all she's doing is dating someone. It's not even been that long. Yeah. Literally... He's just her boyfriend, and her father is finding this hard. Like, I'm just. But also, also the fact that her mum is coming
0: to her to tell her this. Like, I don't think her mum should be putting this on Ali. Her mum should be going to George and being like, we need to sort out our relationship because you cannot be. This is not healthy, no. and we need to work on this. Like, this is not something you should be bringing to Ali to be like, "Oh, can you have a chat with him, like, and sort him out?" Because you know, you were his centre, and
1: now you're saying that you're not.
0: And it's like, well, that's not her fault. No, that's his stupid dis- dysfunctional
1: brain. Well, no, like- no. It's, it's like I was your centre. I, your father, was your centre, and now you're replacing me, and that's hard. And it's like, what? <laughs>
0: Well I just I just really object to her mum putting this as Ali's problem to sort yeah, out. Yeah,
1: it's not her problem.
0: No. Um and Ali Ali was Ali just goes, well, not only does that make him selfish, but it also makes him a dope. Does he think I'm going to be daddy's girl forever and ever? Like what are you trying to say, mum? And Again, it's interesting. Her mother goes into this default mode of treating Ali like a teenager. She's like, I didn't come here to listen to this tone.
1: And I was like,
0: "You're she's a grown adult. Like what yeah. tone do you... I don't think anything she said is like wrong or unreasonable. Well, this is, um, the,
1: this is that thing, isn't it? Of like some parents really think that simply having a disagreeable tone because you've said something they disagree with is a form of disrespect and it's just like no it's not (laughs) especially if they're an adult like a grown adult they are when you are two you are two adults okay you may have you know burst this particular adult but they are still an adult and they are allowed to disagree with you
0: And then Ali is like, uh, what's in this for you? Which I thought was a bit harsh. um, Only because, like, I don't agree with her mum coming to, like, uh, put this on Ali. But I also am like, how can you not see the problem here with her mum like why she's come because like her husband has this weirdly strong infatuation with his daughter and is being a fucking pain in the ass at home like she's just trying to sort it out yeah like, I was just compassion.
1: like why like, why would you find it weird that your mum would want her daughter and her husband to get along, like, yeah. why, why would you find that weird? <laughs> like, yeah, that yeah, she I know. would have that agenda. Do you
0: know what but I mean? Ali's like, you know, you've said before that his love for me preempted his feelings for you, and now you're here wanting me to work it out with him. Like, what's in it for you? And uh, again, odd question. Yes. And Ali's mum is like, I won't have you talk to me like that. And Ali's like, look, you've come into my office, lady. You don't get to tell me what tone I can use. And like, why the hell do you want me to get along with dad? And her mum is like, because he's my only connection
1: to you. Like <laughs> whatever God. progress we've made,
0: he is the one that you call to check in with. And Ali's like, but you don't need dad in order for me to be your daughter i'm i'm your daughter i'm your daughter and she just keeps saying i'm your i'm your daughter and but and then her mom gets up to leave and it's like yeah okay well uh i guess i better get going um you know tell brian how much i enjoyed meeting him and then she leaves and i'm like jesus christ
1: this family is fucked up yeah i am literally my my note here is this family's dynamic is super fucked up <laughs>
0: so bizarre it's like, so you've got odd the dad who obviously isn't communicating like really i think his mum and da- her mum and dad should get divorced yes. Like, they're not communicating properly they're not happy they've both like gone elsewhere looking for solace like why are you still why together you- yeah, what's the like- point you're not <laughs> making each other happy he's Let got this time. weirdly obsessive relationship with ali such that when she was born He like stopped loving his wife like that's not cool, like not healthy in the slightest. And now she's like, I've got no relationship with my daughter because I've grown up feeling jealous of their relationship. And like I was the odd one out. And now she never speaks to me. And it's like, so the answer isn't to just double down on. Only spe- getting like getting her and her dad like back together so that you can be connected to her. The answer is to work on your relationship with Ali. Like direct. Without yeah, a middleman. Like, <laughs> I just it's like why why are they not
1: all at therapy? <laughs> they should be. They absolutely yeah. should be. I just it's absolutely bizarre. It's so fucking odd. I mean, no wonder, no wonder Ali is so like bloody strange like. i know right
0: <laughs> so now we're at the bar for john's birthday party and renee Elaine, and georgia are on the stage and ling brian richard and john are uh waiting for them to start singing and richard's like is georgia actually singing and ling's like no, 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 no. Her mic's turned down, but she doesn't know. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor Georgia.
1: Georgia.
0: <laughs> um, but they start singing a song called Take Me Back. And Brian um is at the table and he asks if anyone knows where Allie is. And Richard's like, oh yeah, she'll be right down. And then Richard turns to John and he's like, We have got some big surprises planned for tonight and then hope and nell turn up and richard hastily adds this isn't one of them we invited <laughs> <laughs> and nell has a drink in her hand and she's looking like this is incredibly like painful for her to do Humiliating. but she's basically come over to say that she realizes the way that she left the firm she was acting out of personal pain um, and I also wasn't fair in the way that I left and basically she owes John and Richard apologies Um, and John just goes I understand I am sorry for the way that I hurt you Um, and Richard is like surprised that John's you know being conciliatory Uh, but then Nell like downs the rest of her wine and then she snatches whatever shot Richard was about to drink and downs his for like Dutch courage and then she sits next to John and she's like I was always Sub-Zero Nell, but when I met you, I let my guard down and I got hurt. And I was like, I would like to dispute this. Like, this is retconning. (laughs) Like, she wasn't Sub-Zero Nell. Like, you you might have labelled her that and have people call her that, but she was always Perfectly Pleasant Nell to me. Like, we never saw any evidence (laughs) of (laughs) Sub-Zero until this year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but anyway... Richard's like, Well, thanks, Nell. You're really picking up the party. And Nell's like, Richard. And then she's like, I happen to love working at Cajun Fish. And then she glances at Ling, and Ling just points to the corner of her eye. And (laughs) Nell's (laughs) like, I'm not going to (laughs) cry, which is so funny. But then she says, What I want to say is, and just as she's about to say it, Renee, Elaine, and Georgia get to the chorus, which is. And now it's like, look, the practice of law is only as good as the people you work with. And I want to work with you. And Richard's like, well, it's up to John. And um, as John deliberates, we get the girls who have all grouped around one mic in the middle, going singing, please, 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 and Elaine has to put her finger in her ear to like block out <laughs> George's singing. Oh. She's like, Argh. and and then John's like, well, I'm okay if Richard is, and Richard's like, oh, I don't know, and then Hope pipes up, being like, say yes for me, and then Richard is like, Hope, and then he gets up and he's like, it is time that you do something for me, and Hope's like, do you mean sex? And Richard's like, no. And he sort of whispers and he's like, I want you to perform for John's birthday. And Hope's like, perform? I like performing. And Richard is like, I know you do. And I was like, God, I hope they're just talking about a song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't take any more <laughs> Belly button shit. Yeah, no, I know. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is like, you can tell how like, painful this is for nell to have to basically grovel for her job i know back. yeah oh tough but you know but also kudos. she's not
0: handling it particularly well no to be fair. She's,
1: she's, she's just, just got drunk <laughs> yeah. i mean john is it's like now just go work for another firm like yeah, i'm sure you can have new a new, new new start i well,
0: yeah, I d- I've come on to this in a bit, but yeah, I'm not sure this is. She's, that, you know, she's she's got the clearest mind at the moment. But yeah. anyway, so where is Ali actually? Well, unsurprisingly, she's looking at herself in a mirror <laughs> <laughs> in the unisex. Uh, she's, you know, putting on some some lip stuff, um, and then George walks in, and I was like, Jesus Christ, why are these parents <laughs> so weirdly needy? Like what is going on Bizarre. and Ali even says wow you're a mum so many visits <laughs> um and he's he just goes I wrote you a song and I'm like big whoop George like nobody cares go home <laughs> um and Ali's like I didn't need you to write me a song you need I needed you to be kind to Brian and George is like well I wasn't mean to him and I would agree with that. I don't think he was particularly
1: no, mean to him. No, I don't think him. he was mean. I just I think, think he Ali was... I think Ali made
0: that dinner into like a bigger deal than it actually was. Yeah, I agree. Which I think speaks to actually some of the dysfunction Ali has with her parents in that, you know, what her dad, she's putting a lot of stock in what her dad thinks Yes. about Brian and the fact that he wasn't just immediately ecstatic about it,
1: she was just... Sent her into a bit you know, of a tailspin.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, anyway, but yeah, exactly. Ali is like, but you weren't excited to meet him or you didn't act excited for me. Like, why aren't you happy for me, dad? I don't get it. And George is like, I am. And Ali's like, mum told me once what a wonderful father you are and where you were most heroic is that you raised me to believe my dreams could come true when yours never did. And you do want that, Right. And George just goes, yes. And Ali's like, look, I need to go to John's party. Um, But just before she leaves, she's like, I think I love him, Daddy. And I was like, Little Mermaid flashbacks. like, Daddy, I love him! (laughs) (laughs) And as long as you live under my
1: waters. (laughs) (laughs) Daddy, I'm 16 years old, I'm not a child!
0: (laughs) But yeah, and then he turned Brian into stone. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, she says, I think I love him, Daddy. Daddy, I mean, Jesus Christ. And then she says, and the fact that I'm unable to share that with you and just trails off and walks off. And I was just like, dysfunction.
1: I know. Higher.
0: Dysfunction. Dys-do-h-hi-ya,
1: dysfunction it like been a month, Ali, you've been dating Brian. Like, you need to calm down, like... You need to calm Girl. down. You're being too loud. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's just so fucking weird. And also, I really... And I think we said this at the time when um, it was said. Like, I don't think... Unless your dad is, like a firefighter or something, I don't think you should be calling your father heroic, like, just for, like, being unless a dad. He is,
0: <laughs> Unless he is King Titan. <laughs> in which case, he's a fucking legend.
1: <laughs> like, I just... I, I'm just kind of like... I, I don't... I'm sorry, but, like, there's no such thing as heroes. Like, you... <laughs> No. <laughs> this is not um, once upon a time land. Like, uh, I know, I know. It's just bizarre. very weird, yeah, ways of talking about each other. Um, yes. It's very strange.
0: <laughs> so, Ali's finally come down to the bar and she's complaining about her dad to Brian because she's like, he cheated on my mother. And this is just the latest in a string of disappointments. Trust me. And Brian's like, yeah my dad betrayed me like you wouldn't believe. And she's like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, he turned out not to be perfect. (laughs) Which I thought was funny. And Ali's like, no, no, we used to have something special. And now we're just this father and daughter who don't communicate anymore. Like maybe that's how it should be.
1: I'm like, yeah, maybe you need to see less of each other because this is like fucking nuts. (laughs) Bizarre.
0: (laughs) But anyway,
1: no more lamenting George,
0: the terrible dad, because Richard stands up and he starts a toast for John's birthday. Um and everybody cheerses. And then he announces that they are letting Nell. Come back to Cajun and Fish. And he's like, Nell, I'd like a signed commitment that all future backstabbing, lying, cheating, whatever, you'll do it for us. <laughs> and Nell, it turns out, has just got absolutely <laughs> hammered. And she gets up to do a speech, but she just gets as far as I just wanna say that I'm just really totally and like and Mark just goes drunk and then she just passes out on the table like her head just slams on the table and i was like oh no what a hot mess i don't um, i don't
1: think that any of this is making you happy now i think you need no. to start again <laughs> just reset
0: reset reset this whole fresh year start, now. fresh start wipe it from wipe it from your memory bank but there's no time to dwell on that because the next number is starting and it is Hope singing a Madonna song called Hanky Panky. And it's uh, a song from the Dick Tracy soundtrack. It's yeah. like all about spanking.
1: Yeah. Um, Some girls,
0: they like candy. Others, they like to grind. Richard gives John a brush and Hope is basically just like waggling her butt trying to get John to spank her with it for the whole song. Um, And John is just like unacceptable looking really uncomfortable. And Elaine is like she sings how fun like yeah. sarcastically <laughs> um, and Ally, ever the insecure one is like Brian do you find that attractive and Brian's like no <laughs> and then Hope um, <laughs> as she's singing like at one point she lifts up Nell's like passed out head by the hair which I felt was a little cruel and like flops yes. it back down um, <laughs> And John just keeps resisting like he's like this is very unacceptable but by the end of the song John concedes with a light tap on her buttock and everybody is like And laughs and claps and whatever so you know a bit of fun Oh dear Um, It's interesting actually that Nell was passed out for that entire number because I'm not sure she would have seen the funny side
1: No that's true that's true
0: Yes Um So next, it turns out that Brian has to leave. Um, So Ali is seeing him out at the door of like the entranceway of the bar um, outside. And he is saying, um, he's suggesting that Ali should just call her dad. Um, But Ali's like, oh, no, I don't want to. He can ruin a phone call just as easily as he can destroy dinner. Um, And she's like, I don't need to get along with my father. And Brian's like, yeah, but you want to. And Ali's like, well, since when do you presume to know me so well? And Brian's like, because you're acting like a monster and women don't do that until you really get to know them. (laughs) And Ali's like, are you looking for a fight? And Brian's like, I'm English. We like acrimony, remember? Don't you get cable? And Ali just frowns. And Brian just goes, has anyone ever told you how incredibly beautiful you are when you get cross? And I was like, I dare anyone to find a more perfect line for charming Ali. (laughs) <laughs> Ali is yeah. like, <laughs> <Constantly> <laughs> she smiles. <cross. laughs> I know she smiles, and she's like, "You're handling me," and he's like, "Is it working?" And then we hear Vonda sing another Randy song called "Forever," and Brian just goes, "Well, what are you thinking?" And she's like, "Nothing." And then we hear more of the song, and then Ali just goes, "Wow, I have a boyfriend," and Brian's like, "You do." And then Ali goes, it's just that it's a very long time since I felt this. And they have a very cute little kiss. Um, and I have to say, I am really glad that this season is ending on a good note for Ali's like, love life.
1: Yeah, it makes it's a, nice. It makes a change, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it is nice. And I,
0: I think, uh, parent drama aside, um, Ali and Brian... They seem in a good place. Like, Brian's quite good with her. Yes, I agree. In my opinion. He's quite charming. Um, So, back inside and everyone is dancing and the party is going off. Like, Renee and Hope are singing a Randy song called There's a Party at My House. Um, Elaine is dancing with Mark. Georgia and Richard are dancing. Um, And then Renee and Hope stand aside and there's this reveal that it is Randy Newman himself on the piano, on the and piano. he starts joining yeah. in on the singing. A party. So I was like, "Oh, that's nice that they actually got Randy involved, which is very sweet. got him in." Um, so Richard is twirling Georgia, and then we hear this growl, and Ling cuts in to dance with Richard, and Georgia just goes flying and off stage. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: I was like, "Oh, so poor Georgia! she uh, lost her ex-husband, like not like a few months ago, and she's being treated horrendously this episode." I know, <laughs> like...
0: and Ling cuts in um, because she cuts into does with him, but then she just grabs him and just starts clamouring all over him, <laughs> grabbing at him, being like, "I feel threatened by hope. I need attention. I know I'm better than everybody else, Richard, but sometimes it's nice to hear it." And then she says she wants them to get back together because the men that she meets have such depth and she misses the shallow thing that they had. And Richard is like, are you, you're not just saying that so that I'll do your knee. And Ling's like, no, I miss you. And Richard's like, well, I miss you too. And I was a bit like, what? This has come out of nowhere. Like, where's this come from?
1: This has come from nowhere. And I think this totally feels like something... That has been thrown in out of nowhere because David E. Kelly doesn't know what the fuck to do with Ling, which yes. sucks. Frankly, like he just doesn't know what to do with her unless she's in a relationship with Richard, like which yes. is really this makes no sense. Irritating.
0: This doesn't make any emotional sense no. whatsoever.
1: No, I really hate it.
0: And also, it's not like Ling to get jealous really no like she was quite jealous of whipper but like I've never seen her like Richard's always perving on other women like I've never seen her like I just never got the vibe that she was upset about their breakup and pining after him in any way do you know what I mean
1: yeah Ling doesn't very often come across to me as someone who's like that needy for like Richard's attention like that much? Like, I don't know. I just Certainly not since they've broken up. Yeah, and so it just feels like... Yeah, like I say, I think this is pure David E. Kelly just doesn't know what to do with Ling because she's not in yeah. a relationship with Richard and he can't imagine what else could possibly be going on in her emotional life that might be worth exploring if she's not in a relationship with Richard, which is, yeah, they're like, like, really stupid it's like there's so much you could do with Ling like well they're like we gave her a best friend and then he died like we've got nothing else (laughs) yeah like I'm just like no like you could actually I don't know give her some character development like maybe I know have her because there were definitely since Billy died she seemed like a lot softer and kinder especially with you know like Ali and stuff and it just felt like
0: well that's the thing that I think they could have explored better her relationship with Ali
1: but anyway yes exactly like there's a whole lesbian love thing they could have done that would have been super interesting and yeah cool but no let's just put her back with fucking Richard (laughs)
0: I know, literally fucking Richard. Um, Yeah, so Randy keeps singing and playing his song and then we see Nell come out of the bathroom and she just looks like a complete mess. Like she has not got it together at all. And John comes up to her and is like, oh, you were in the ladies room a long time. And she's like, yeah, I was just freshening up. And John's like, look, whatever our relationship is, I really think we should be honest with each other. Um, can I be totally honest with you right now? And Nell's like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I want you to be. I expect it. And John's like, okay, you've got a little bit of vomit on your nose. And I was <laughs> like, thank you. And then John walks off as Nell like sorts her nose out. And I was like, oh, Nell, rule number one: never be the hot mesh drunk at a work party. Like that's not ever something you want to be. <laughs> So then the scene zooms out on everyone else dancing and Renee and Hope and Randy like finishing their number, which was very nice. I enjoyed it. So now the final scene, Ali has headed home. And when she comes in, she switches on the light and she sees her dad just there sat in the dark in the lounge. And this
1: is my... Objection! This is also my objection! <laughs> <laughs> I love Oh my saying. god! <laughs> <laughs> my objection won't be your objection, it's definitely oh, the same objection. Okay, well I was just like, Jesus Christ! No. You did not yeah, sit boundaries in, someone's home
0: in the in the dark, no matter how closely related you are to them like and also, okay. as i say i've said all the way through these parents have no sense of boundaries in the slightest no. this is unacceptable
1: like and um, yeah like the the fact that it's bad enough like you say letting yourself in and just sitting in your kids like apartment without asking their permission to do so like that in itself is bad enough but to then just hide in the dark like a fucking creepo. So that, that is, when that she is turns tones. on the light, like you're just there like a fucking horror movie. And monster. I really think <laughs> that was
0: played not well at all because Ali just barely reacts. She's like, oh, you're here. And I'm like, for someone who freaks out at, at like the, the mildest thing. thing <laughs> that is not the reaction i expect from ali like i would expect her to be hyperventilating which is what i would do as like a relatively
1: sane person if you think you're alone and you turn on a light and someone's just there in a chair like that's horror movie bullshit trying to give me a heart heart attack like do you remember
0: when i hid in (laughs) hid in your wardrobe once that was funny
1: You couldn't breathe. <laughs> I always broke Nora you. Jane nearly killed me when I was... I don't know. How old did I have I been? How old were you? Oh, I, I, it was primary school age yeah. for sure. You just, you hid in my... Because that's the thing. I was there I, for hours. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is going to be really good <laughs> She literally, she hid in my wardrobe and posed in, like, like, with your hands up in, like, claws like a zombie. I and like that, I did. And, like, you, like, <laughs> arranged your face into, like, a grimace so that when i just happened to wander into my bedroom and open the wardrobe for whatever reason she was just there and i literally was like i i gasped so like quickly i had that complete panic attack and i couldn't fucking breathe i couldn't breathe and you were just like very quickly you're like Dad I can't breathe
0: Well I also was like Oh god this has gone horribly wrong (laughs) (laughs) This is not what I wanted (laughs) I thought we'd be laughing
1: about it by now But it turns out You can't breathe She's dying (laughs) Right (laughs) Because I didn't even scream I just like Breathed in Really fast And then I I couldn't I breathe out again. Was, I've never seen anything like
0: it. It was like, oh god, this is terrifying. I, I, it's not I'm what gonna. I'm trying to do. <laughs> so that was when I learned the power of my zombie impression. <laughs> and I never did it again. <laughs> oh man but yeah like that is that is the sort of reaction i would expect and would be reasonable from (laughs) ali in
1: that scene no instead she's like oh it's you (laughs) yeah like like, she's bored (laughs) like that is not a normal reaction to that like you again
0: (laughs) oh yeah and she's like what is this and he just goes well i'm happy for you Um, And there was no excuse for me not being at Billy's funeral. Um, But he admits that he would have actually flown to London just to avoid it because he didn't want to have to see Ali hurt.
1: Which is fucking terrible. Like, what kind of... uh, What kind of father is he? Yeah, like, you are not a good dad if you're someone who's just like, (laughs) no, I'm sorry, Your emotional pain is just too hard for me to witness, so I'm gonna take myself to another fucking continent. No,
0: Eleanor, (laughs) the word you're searching for is heroic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Heroic dad. I'm I don't really know if lucky
1: because my dad is so heroic. He will not support me through emotionally grueling times. <laughs> He's like, when I, I need him, he you're hero, off. baby.
0: I can fuck off to another country. <laughs> oh
1: man. When you really need me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my man. god.
0: And he said, and then he's like, I will take (laughs) your breath away by standing in the
1: dark and giving you a panic attack. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh god mom jesus good lord <sighs> well anyway ali changes her subject and says can i hear the song you wrote and let's just hope that it's not hero but <laughs> 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 he's like oh yeah <laughs> maybe one day and she's like no no i want to hear the song now so he it's goes the to musical the piano. episode
1: now, dad. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you get the call cool sheet? <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes to the piano
0: and he starts to play the song even though he like, he keeps mumbling about how he's not going to remember it and it's embarrassing and Ali's like, just play it, daddy. Um, and it is another Randy Newman song um, called Real Emotional Girl and Ali listens And as she's listening, we get these sepia flashbacks of uh, George and her as uh, through her childhood. So George is putting her to bed as a kid with like a weird like puppet on his hand. And then they're playing cards. um, And he's like throwing cards at her on the bed and she's a bit older. And then he's helping her with her homework. And then the lyrics, turn to how the girl grows up and meets a boy who broke her heart and then Ali remembers saying goodbye to Billy going to college which is you know footage we've seen before and then Ali keeps listening and she's got a little tear rolling down her cheek and the episode ends and fades to black.
1: So not only is George (sighs) a creep and not heroic (laughs) He's also a liar because he did not write that song. I
0: know. (laughs) I just, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this episode as a whole, but I just think um, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the musical bits, even though it's not the best musical episode of a TV show I've ever seen. Um, It was fun. Um, But I I really could have done without all the dad... Parent drama. I feel like that was a thread that they had earlier in the season over Thanksgiving, but we'd kind of like moved on from that. And I'm like, why have they just picked it up for this final episode just to put like a dampener on the whole thing? Like, it's fucking weird. Why why was that needed? I was like, and also, everyone just needs to grow up. Like, her parents need to sort their own shit out without involving Ali in it. Like, these are their problems, they're not Ali's problems.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think like I mean first of all, like I think that song that he sings at the end is really fucking funny because it might as well be called like She's a Real Magical Unicorn. <laughs> like... <laughs> yes, that is what it's like. You're that, right. She's just like she's just like you know, tear rolling down her face like like, oh, No one gets me quite like daddy. (laughs) Like it's just depressing. (laughs) Yeah. I know. And that like you say, like everything seems to be going well for Ali at this point, considering you know, the biggest tragedy of our life happened, like, relatively recently with what with Billy dying and her turning 30, like, yeah. she's, she's actually, like, things are hopeful and optimistic, and yet, for some reason, like, David E. Kelly doesn't like his heroine to be, like, happy at the end of the season, <laughs> like, he's got to have no, her I know. crying at the end, It's so (laughs) strange.
0: It's weird. Um, The other couple of things that I thought were interesting about this episode is that Mark wasn't really in it. A lot, and actually, as I come as we come to the end of the season, we'll probably talk about this a bit in our season wrap-up episode. But he's kind of a weird character. Like I'm not warming to him, no. and I feel kind of ambivalent about him at the end of the season. Like I didn't miss that he didn't no, get a number I or wasn't involved in any way. Yeah, um, and I'm not sure that's a good way to end the season for him. Like mm. I just think he should have made more of an impact by now, and. I don't think he yes,
1: has. I agree. Um, I, I think uh, back to the kind of like musical element of this episode, like I kind of feel like they give up on it being a musical, like halfway through. Like, you yeah, have just these like everyone could just sing some songs at the party. <clears throat> at the bar, which is just like you do that normally anyway or you will have someone sing at the piano in Ali's house like normally anyway like these elements are not musical like these elements are very much Ali McBeal like and the musical elements kind of get forgotten about kind of halfway through Um, yeah so for me it doesn't quite work as which no. is why I guess they call it the musical. Almost, it's like. Well,
0: I think we they were originally doing like
1: musical. Let's call it the musical. And we it the musical.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like they they were like, let's call it Annie MacBeal the musical and do that, and then by the end they were like, I don't think we can get away with this. Let's put comma almost. almost. So, yeah, on the title.
1: exactly. Yeah, like a half-ass musical. <laughs> that's yeah, what that's what it should it. Be called. Annie yeah. the half-ass <laughs> musical. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, it's typical of Ali to half ask something. Um, The other thing is I think Richard and Ling really came out of nowhere, as we've Uh, mentioned. I don't think that's good. And I'm also not sure that Nell rejoining is a good thing for her or Cajun Fish. Like, I feel like Richard's really trying to make it like happy families again. But Nell and John there's still tension there they don't seem to be on that good terms like when john was like let's be really honest i want to be really honest and i was like okay okay and he's like you've got vomit on your nose i was like he didn't say it in like a friendly way no like if he was he'd be like do you need to get home should i get you a cab like do you know what i mean he just walks off to humiliate her and i just thought that was a bit mean and you could have been nicer like she's clearly in a bad place i think like... it's
1: that thing where he's like willing to be civil but he's not willing to um be, be kind play nice <laughs> yet you know yeah like which is yeah like i don't know i don't actually think david e kelly really lays out why now actually does want to continue working at cajun fish like yeah, no why would she want to continue working there she's like got no
0: friends there apart from me like she's having a really terrible toxic relationship with and john. i don't mean romantic relationship but post romantic relationship with john richard she knows that he's been shitty with her about not making her partner she hates ali she hates elaine yeah like what who's left mark and ling well ling she can see anyway cuz she was friends with her before
1: outside like is she that wedded yeah, exactly. is she that wedded
0: to mark that
1: she needs to go and hang out with him like no <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's weird. i don't think it's really i i think it's that this is what i find kind of a little frustrating by it is that it's like it's that thing where you're not actually showing, you're telling, like you're telling the audience that it's fun to work at Cajun Fish. Everyone wants to work at Cajun Fish because it's fun. We're not going to show you the fun, we're actually going to show you all the shit that Nell has to put up with. (laughs) Like, um, but really, she likes it really. She likes that really. So it's just fun. Like, we sing songs. She loves it. Yeah. (laughs) Vomiting in the
0: bathroom (laughs) because she's got so drunk (laughs) because she's so anxious. She's
1: she's crying and vomiting in the bathroom. She's having a whale all the time. Like, I don't think oh. she is, guys. No, I think, no, she's I think she needs <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, this is not the place. But, the, for but her. this is the other thing. Like, she's clearly not in a good place, and literally no one in that bar is looking after her, yeah, which no I find cares. really problematic. And yeah. I'm like, why are you there? Find some other
1: friends. Yeah, like, these people do not care about you. And. You know, I, I'm not sure you care about either of any of them really, other than maybe Ling. Like, and
0: it does make me sad that at the end of this season, I think the audience isn't really supposed to. I think they're supposed to be like,
1: "Yeah, you got, got what, what you she deserved. Deserved. Yeah, exactly.
0: Which annoys me as well. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so there There was no retrial uh, this week. No verdict of the week. (sighs) The jury's back. Who are you finding in this uh, final
1: episode? I'm going to find George guilty because he's a fucking (laughs) creep.
0: Well, I found both of them, actually. I've kind of given Ali's mum and dad a guilty.
1: Because they're just not acting like grown-ups. I'm like, leave Ali alone. I think. I guess her mum is more forgivable than her dad. Like yeah, I think her mum is think- just trying. I think her mum is just trying to like uh, initiate peace. I think she's just trying to be a peacemaker. And while that, you know, she's sort of going about it in a bit of a misguided way. Like I think ultimately she's just trying to um, help heal their relationship um but I feel
0: like she's not taking care of the relationship that she should be taking care of with George like George is acting out she should be working on that relationship with him but she's not she's gone oh I need to go and fix him and Ali well
1: no I think well I mean I think she's kind of like not uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know that any of this actually has anything to do with the issues they have in their marriage. This just seems like I think a weird, a I weird think father like a thing. Weird...
0: But I think that's that's the weird father thing is what caused a lot of the issues in
1: her marriage. But I think what she, I think the thing she needs to concentrate on is like, because the thing is, is like, it that the impression I get is that. The reason George is so weird with Ali isn't because um, his marriage is so off the rails. That's like a symptom of why, like, that, that's not the cause. That's the symptom. Does that make sense? No.
0: Like, if, I think, I think were, he's weird. I,
1: I, I think if they if they were okay in their marriage, I still think he'd be weird with Ali. I don't think... No, but, I, I, no, but I
0: think... I think, yeah, I agree with you. No, I don't agree with you. Sorry. I think <laughs> that their marriage is the way it is, i.e. not great, because of his weird relationship with Ali. I think the way that he yeah. has approached fatherhood has caused issues in his marriage. Yeah, so you agree with me.
1: Yeah, you agree I? with me then. Yeah because I'm well, saying that even if their marriage was okay he'd still be like this with No um, but I don't think Allie. that's possible. It's...
0: I don't think that's possible. I don't think that's possible. I think he if they their marriage can't be okay if he's still having this weird relationship or approaching his relationship with Ali in this way so
1: you think they it's like a vicious circle they like feed into each other
0: I think they need to have I think him and his wife um so her mum and dad need to get therapy couples therapy I think he probably needs individual therapy to be like why are you so fucking weirdly creepily obsessed with your your daughter can you not see that this is causing issues with your marriage why let's get to the root cause of what is doing this because this is going to help not only your relationship with your daughter but also and making that more healthy but also sort
1: out whether your marriage is something you actually want you know like like, are you actually happy here? but also like i think she's okay so yeah she should be Trying to sort out her marriage with with him, but also she should be trying to build bridges with Ali herself. Like, yes, uh, focusing on her relationship with I Ali agree. rather than my relationship to your father and your father's relationship to you, because that's the I only agree. way I can have a relationship with you.
0: I agree, and I would agree that she's um, slightly less uh, problematic in this um, episode than. Ali's dad. But I I think she's not doing both of those things, which is why I'm giving her a guilty because I'm like you're focusing on the wrong thing. You're like, "Oh, just make Ali and her dad like their weird creepy relationship put that back together because then at least I've got an in with Ali." With Ali. And I'm like, "No, that's not that's how you not should be fit. approaching this. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, shouldn't yeah, be yeah. trying to force your daughter to be in a weird relationship More with her dad dependent
1: on your, on her father yeah. because
0: that's going to cause cord- just because it makes your life easier, yeah. Like that's not the answer. Yeah. She needs to live her own life. She needs to find her own partner. And you and her and her dad, you and George, need to fucking suck it up and work on your problems independently.
1: Like, I just, I just think the whole. But I, I'm, I'm putting it on George because I think he is the, he's the main culprit. I feel here. Like you are yeah. the father. You're the one that. Would have instigated this weird relationship. This yeah, kind of relationship where, yeah, it's just bizarre. Like you're you're wanting to be the center of her world, and yet you don't want to be there when it's super hard and she needs you. Like yeah, you want to be on another continent when things are really tough for yeah. her. Um, yeah, it's like. You're a fucking mess, man. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually think probably one
0: of the the smartest things Ali could have done at this point is be like, maybe we shouldn't have a relationship where we talk to each other very often. And I was like, yeah, that's probably healthiest Um, at this point. Maybe
1: you shouldn't come into my apartment and sit in the
0: fucking dark. Take... Change the fucking locks. Take that key away. Like, if I was Renee, if I was Renee I'd be saying that. Like, what, what? He was just there? Like, what if I'd been in bed or something? Like,
1: jeez. I know. Yeah. Like, fucking hell. Like, I mean, what a weirdo. Very what strange. Strange Very thing strange. to do. Yeah.
0: Um, and I am interested, because obviously this is the end of season three, and they have their break, and they go into season four, and usually they don't there's usually some kind of time gap between Mm. the events of the end of season three and the events of the beginning of season four. I'm like, will we ever pick up this family storyline again? Or was it just thrown into the finale to have some kind of drama, I don't know, depressing storyline as well as the fun musical stuff?
1: Like, (laughs) Like, we need some hot mess in there somewhere. Uh, More than now. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: So I'm just very curious to if we ever get this mentioned again
1: yeah yeah it's like dead sister watch isn't
0: it <laughs> well that's the whole thing like none of this family dysfunction have they
1: ever mentioned a I dead know.
0: child like there isn't You'd one think
1: that would be like key in their ways of relating to each other i can other. almost like...
0: understand it if that's what like if they'd really use that because you could understand maybe you know george lost one daughter so he's become fixated on the one that was left. Like, yes. at least I mean, it's still creepy, but at least there's
1: some understanding it some, behind it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> David E. Kelly doesn't bother to do Not, that kind of character work. <laughs> he forgot. He forgot
0: to make the note when he mentioned the dead sister the first time. So he, as far as he's concerned, it never happened, and he forgot it. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh my god. David. Bizarre. Right. Um, so yeah so that is the end of season three um, let us know what you thought of this episode did you like the musical side of it or did you think that it just didn't work uh, answers on a postcard or rather to us <laughs> and we are on twitter at bygods podcast facebook at bygods podcast instagram at By Gods pod or you can email us by god's at gmail.com we will be coming at you at some point tbc with a season three wrap-up episode and we will also want to be doing a mailbag episode so please send us in any questions or thoughts or feelings and we will incorporate them into the show um and yeah i guess that, <gasps> that's season three for you that was season three guys <laughs> until next time Boys! Some girls they like
1: candy.